And welcome, everybody, to a special episode of the Animaniacast. Hello, genius people. Yako Warner here. The only show we listen to in the Water Tower is the Animaniacast. I bet you can't guess why. Good night, everybody. everybody once again to the Animaniacast. This is the podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs, as well as other shows in the Rugerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky and the Brain, and Freakazoid. And here we talk about, well, every episode of the series. We talk about all the cultural references and gags. And of course, in the end, we give every episode a Water Tower rating. Today we've got a special episode. I am all by myself for this intro because we are going to be talking about the Animaniacs voice actors appearance at Wizard World. I am Joey and Nathan and Kelly are not here and well, well, let me just get right into our discussion and intro to this special episode. Recently, Wizard World held a virtual panel featuring... Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, Jess Harnell, and Maurice LaMarche. And it was a really fantastic panel uh, hosted by Mike over at Wizard World. And I got to say that, you know, as fun as it was to watch that panel, we were lucky enough to actually discuss it with Mike and uh, some other guests with a virtual rewatch party. And that's what I'm going to be sharing with you folks today is the virtual rewatch party. Uh, it was a real blast. Uh, Mike was there, who was the moderator for the original panel, which you can still find on YouTube. Jazz from Wizard World was also there, and we uh, met some other folks for the first time. Uh, we had Malcolm from Fandoms Anonymous and Seth from the Hall of Justice podcast. And we were uh, lucky enough to be brought on to talk about our love of the, the show and a little bit about our podcast, but also just about what the voice actors talked about and specifically some highlights. So I hope you enjoy the audio from this. You can actually also see the video of it on YouTube as well. We'll have the um, the link to that embedded over on the show posting for this over at animaniacast.com. So feel free to check that out. But there are some other things I wanted to make sure I noted as well. Little bits of, uh, you know, heads up some news. And I think the main thing I wanted to point out that everyone check out is uh, it's a short story. It's a send up to Green Eggs and Ham. And it was written by our friend and the creator of Animaniacs, Tom Ruger. It's Will You Wear a Mask? I Ask. And it has been put up on YouTube and read by none other than Luke Skywalker himself. That's right, Mark. Hamill. Mark Hamill is reading this book, and it is fantastic. Um, So, I really suggest that you all, number one, absolutely wear a mask, I ask, but number two, uh, go and watch this video. It is on YouTube. You can easily find it by just typing on on YouTube, uh, wear a mask and Mark Hamill, and you'll be able to find it very easily. Uh, Check out the video and share, share, share it with your friends. Uh, because we want to make sure the video goes viral, uh, not like the virus itself, but, you know, go viral 
as in lots of people seeing it. And uh, it's a funny video. It's a it's a great, cute story with a great message that we should you know be wearing a mask. Let's mask up and let's uh, not make it's not a political issue or anything like that. It's about public health. So let's all do it. Wear a mask and watch that video. Wear a mask, I ask, and uh, narrated by Mark Hamill. There's also just a little bit of kind of news in the uh, area of Animaniacs, and that is uh, that Warner Brothers Animation posted a, a little ad on their LinkedIn saying that they're looking for a production manager, a production manager with three to five work years of work experience, with experience with shop production, lighting, compositing, and color styling. And uh, some people are kind of wondering, hmm, is that for the second season coming up? Or could they be working on the third season? And I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see if we could reach out to some of our contacts and find out. But uh, it's just kind of an interesting note that production continues to happen on the reboot. And so wh- whether it's more stuff for season two or possibly even getting started on season three, we should know someday. (laughs) Uh, With that, let me go ahead and get to some contact information for Nathan and Kelly. You can find Kelly over at Yoda Princess on Twitter, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. And Nathan is Django FT. That's him on Twitter. Uh, As for the Animaniacast, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, yeah, <laughs> you could you can talk about this panel rewatch, I suppose, over at our Discord channel, discord.animaniacast.com. A great place with great folks over there with the retro zap uh, folks, and don't forget. We have a Patreon. That's right, Patreon.com/slash/animaniacast, and. We have a brand new episode that's just been put out, a creator's commentary, and that is a commentary of episode four of Animaniacs, which, of course, has the the segments Hooked on a Ceiling and Good Feathers, The Beginning. Uh, Some really fun commentary, interesting stuff from uh, Tom Ruger, the creator of Animaniacs. So check it out, patreon.com slash Animaniacast. There's a bunch of different you know, levels that you might be interested in. And uh, we appreciate those patrons' support. All right, well, I think I've babbled enough. Let's go ahead and get right on over to our panel audio from Wizard World. And thank you once again to Mike and Jazz from Wizard World for inviting us on. Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to Wizard World Virtual Experiences as the crowd emojis wildly. You can also applaud. Yeah, there we go, Malcolm. Thanks for the applause. Man. I appreciate that. Um, uh, but show us your love. Show us your paying attention and listening uh, by throwing those emoji buttons in there. Um, you can tag them on Twitch. You can hit that like button on Facebook or throw a bunch of exclamation points in the chat on YouTube. We are streaming to you completely free and completely live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch um, to the comfort and safety of your home, bringing you these free panels. Uh, obviously, we have the celeb Q&As on the weekend, and then during the week, we bring some of our favorite fans out to rewatch our favorite panels with Wizard World Rewatch 
Wednesdays, uh, we bring all our favorite podcasters, bloggers, YouTubers. You're seeing them all on screen right now, and they are joining me, uh, Mike G., your host for tonight, uh, for a special rewatch of the Animaniacs panel from across from across <laughs> from the past weekend. Uh, oh man, this was amazing! I had the uh, distinct pleasure and uh, to host a Q and A with Jess Harnell, Maurice Lamarche, Rob Paulson, and Tress McNeil of Wacko, Yakko, Dot, and Pinky and the Brain fame, among so many other countless uh, works that they've done in the voiceover career. But we talk specifically about Animaniacs and the reboot, and I'm excited to talk to my fellow nerds and geeks on the call. Uh, if you're watching at home, I see Aaron Glover's already in the chat, uh, watching from Hillsboro. Go ahead and shout out where you're watching from, if you're watching from Oregon, like Aaron, and where Jazz is right now, um, or whatever state or country you're watching from, throw it in the chat, and we'll give you a shout out. Uh, Matt is watching as well on YouTube. Tiana um, checking in. But let's introduce our guest. We got a big panel tonight, everybody. I love this. Um, that just shows how big a fandom Animaniacs has. Um, and so I'm so excited to have you here. We have some of our regulars plus um, some new favorites uh, on the lineup tonight. Let's start off. Uh, she is our director of social media. Jazz, welcome uh, to Hi. the Hi. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. <laughs> oh, we got some applause. Got some applause on um, he is the uh, host of the Hall of Justice podcast and frequent Wizard World moderator. Let's hear it for Seth Everett, everybody. Seth. Another Wizard World moderator. Um, he's also done a ton of content for us, um, specifically at Wizard World New Orleans, but then also online. Um, he is co founder and CEO of Fandoms Anonymous, Malcolm T. Banks down there. What's up, Malcolm? <laughs> That's you. <laughs> and then you thought Yakko, Wacko, and Dot were cool. How about Nathan, Kelly, and Joey? Uh, they reached out to us. They have a weekly podcast called Animania Cast. Uh, they're going to tell us a little bit more about that. Give it for Joey, Nathan, and Kelly. Let us see um, who else is joining us in the chat. We have folks watching from Texas, Manhattan um, in the house, Minnesota, Illinois, a bunch of folks, Tennessee uh, also watching. Albert is King Garza just said we're zany to the max. I think we can say that about all of the fans of Animaniacs. Um, I want to just start. Uh, obviously, we all love the show, uh, both the original and the reboot. But I love to hear sort of everyone's personal stories, kind of how they came to Animaniacs, why they're fans, um, and why they're excited to be here uh, tonight chatting about it and nerding out about it. Let's just go in the order I introduce you. Jazz, tell us uh, about your Animaniacs fandom. Well, actually, so I, I, would, I would say Rob Paulson's what brought me into it because I was always a big Turtle fan from back in the day. Ooh, yeah. So I heard he, he was involved in this, and that's what brought me into it. And, you know... I, I've got to give it to Pinky and the Brain. They're probably my two favorites in, in the whole series. I can't explain it. It just is. So, Agreed. Agreed. And they had their own uh, spinoff show back in the day uh, when they tried the, to bring Anime Next to late night TV. Uh, or prime, <laughs> like, prime time, maybe. Prime time TV, not late night TV. It wasn't, you know, uh, Cinemax oh, yeah, after so dark. Yeah. <laughs> gets a little blue. <laughs> it's a little blue with Pinky and the Brain. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, although now we're all thinking in our head now we're all like writing that episode we're like what's the dirty dark because they they toe the line they toe the line sometimes um especially back in the day um seth tell us about uh your love for the show uh sophomore year syracuse university uh my roommate uh loved it and he had pot 
And we used to get high and watch this show in the middle of the night. And it was the greatest thing in the world. Uh, the lines were the greatest. And the best line of Animaniacs ever is when they're playing detectives and Yakko tells Dot to look for fingerprints. And she goes, fingerprints? I don't think so. <laughs> See, there it is. There's the Animaniacs. There's the late night. There's the late night. <laughs> Oh man, and I thought my like polka dot was was the funniest uh, dot pun, dot. but <laughs> finger, yeah, yeah, that's my. But finger, I have fingerprints, nice. Um, Malcolm, um, tell us about your love for the series. I know you love uh, a lot of the animated series as well, and have been on with us. But talk specifically about Animaniacs, obviously. Absolutely, man. I'm a '90s kid, so that's a '90s. That's a big '90s thing. So I'll definitely watch Animaniacs. And fun note, uh, I marched in the band at Alabama State University. And I played the tuba, and one of our fanfares was the Pink in the Brain theme song. <laughs> <That's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> that is sweet. That is sweet. There's probably a lot of tuba in that. There's a lot of low um, brass there. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's fun. Um, is there a video of that, though? That's the question. There is. I'll, I'll email it to you. I'll get the email from Mike and we'll do the thing. Perfect. Thanks, man. <laughs> a lot of people uh, already check it in. Tiana says, love Animaniacast. Um, so obviously you've got a listener check tuning in right now, which is super. Our one super. listener. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Perfect. It, it adds to our 35 viewers right now. So there we go. We're exponentially, we exponentially grew by, uh, I don't know what that math is. <laughs> um, but they're here. Uh, also, Serengne, and I, I'm butchering your name, I promise. Um, Serengne uh, Nias says, uh, Rob Paulson's amazing. Met him at New York Comic Con in 2017 um, and asked if we remember the show Tiny Toon Adventures. Of course. Remember Absolutely. Tiny Toon Adventures, yeah. Um, but anyway, let's segue to our guest, our special guest for tonight. Um, they reached out. They have a whole podcast about Animaniacs. We're just going to barely scratch the surface tonight. But Joey, why don't you kick us off? Tell everybody about the inception of this podcast, where how it started, and uh, your other guests here with you, and then we'll hear from them as well. <laughs> well, it, it, it started back in 2016, actually. Uh, Animaniacs was about to hit Netflix, and we were, you know, I was excited about it. And for years, I'd always wanted to do a podcast about something. And I thought, well, how about Animaniacast? Because that's, that's, that's a, I like the name. I think it's funny. <laughs> I always like puns. You know, you got to be a fan of puns. Somehow. Or have a good title to start. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I got that down. Uh, and so I asked my brother, Nathan, and being my little brother, he was just like, yeah, sure. Okay. And <laughs> but we needed a, we needed a third uh, host. Uh, we needed the dot to the Yakko, the oldest, to the, the Wacko, the younger brother. And, well, Kelly was there. Kelly was somebody I just knew online who uh, always talked about Animaniacs and Steven Spielberg. So it was a match made in <laughs> heaven. So, yeah, we've been doing it for four and a half years now. And we talked about the entire, we've had like an episode dedicated to every episode of Animaniacs reviewing wow. it. That's awesome. Then we went and started talking about Tiny Toon Adventures and Freakazoid. And yes. uh, Pink Pink in the, brain. the brain, comic yeah. book and episodes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we've 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 even been lucky enough to you know interview a lot of the people involved in the show, whether it's writers or directors, nice. uh, voice actors. Uh, we also have become friends with uh, Tom Ruger, the creator of Animaniacs, actually, and have been recording regular episodes with him. Talking about the been series. Been to his house. Yeah, we, <laughs> we went to his house. I did it. I missed out Kelly, on that. Kelly, was awesome. Kelly was not able to attend, but we, we went to his house for a special recording where we reunited the Good Feathers, uh, the voices <laughs> of the Good Feathers, 
That's they so hadn't cool. seen each other for like what twenty something years, yeah, or something? since the last episode, since yeah. the movie. <laughs> so that was a great time. So it's really um, taken us, uh, you know, to much further than we thought. We thought it'd be like a hundred episodes and done. We've done um, over two hundred now. So. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> and we uh, we even you started went to our- somebody's house. <laughs> out of your own house you went to somebody's house it's crazy yeah, we actually left our own house um but yeah now we're even starting our own patreon and everything where we we have tom ruger uh on every week to cool. do a commentary for each episode of animaniacs so you, you can like cue it up like riff tracks and then you listen to us and tom ruger talking about the episode he helped create and it's been super crazy and fun what was the Hulu launch day like for you guys? Oh, it was like long anticipated. We were like, is it happening this year? We've already is done it? like 150 episodes. Yeah. Now there's new ones. Well, like when we first heard about it, like in what, 2017 or something, right? 2018, I guess, is when we heard about it. There were and rumblings then, in 2016. Yeah. It, yeah, it got announced early, early. Yeah, sure. but like, I don't know. And then we're just like, oh, they had that first press release and then like two years basically of silence. And we're just like, we we could find some couple things and we we couldn't really release all of them because they'd be like so under the table. <laughs> like, yeah, we yeah we did end up finding little, it was kind of interesting as our show turned into a kind of a newsy kind of show too. <laughs> because we got exclusives. Who, yeah. yeah people but who we work- only heard the bad stuff. <laughs> I know it's like if you got fired, then you would talk to us, and then it'd be like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah, exactly." So yeah, we 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 so we would report little things that we hear from people that either work on the show or don't work on the show anymore. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's and so it's it's been a been a journey. Yeah, that's so cool. Kelly, talk about joining these two uh, gents, uh, Joey and Nathan. Oh. What was that? The reach out like, <laughs> and then like, were you immediate yes, or did you have to like? search their Facebook page and make sure they were legit. <laughs> no, I, I knew Joey through Twitter and, and I think we'd seen each other at a Star Wars celebration one time, but neither one of us nice. spoke to each other. We just kind of stared at each other. No, and, I, no, uh, what happened, Kelly, was I saw you on the escalator and I yes. said, hey, you're Yoda princess from Twitter. And she went, oh, yeah, I am. Okay, you bye. You didn't speak to me. I was like, isn't that Joey from Twitter? And oh, I don't yeah. know. Oh no! I, I remember. Wasn't sure, I, wasn't I wasn't sure if you were you, so it's hard to it's hard to recognize people from Twitter. Very true. Very true. So um, no, I said yes immediately. I'd, I'd done some other podcasts here and there, uh, mostly Star Wars related stuff. So uh, I I didn't hesitate at all. I thought it would be fun, but like with the other podcasts that I had participated in, um, most fizzle out pretty quickly. People lose interest in sure. editing and it's, it's a lot of work. Um, yeah. Joey handles all that for us. Thankfully, I just have to show up and talk. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I joined, I, I'd been an Animaniacs fan since day one. I remember the commercials advertising it and the, the nations of the world advertisements and love the song. And, and, um, I, I watched the whole run of, of the original series and, my mom came home one time with the cassette of the uh, the soundtrack, and so I played it on repeat until I memorized all the songs. So, <laughs> just a, a huge fan, and and like Joey said, I'm a big Spielberg fan anyway. So I knew there yeah. there was quality production behind it. 
Tiana says, I've never heard of Animaniacs until earlier this November when the reboot came out. I watched the first episode, immediately knew I had to watch the original before continuing with the reboot, so then went back. So good work, um, Tiana, there. I think a lot of people either, yeah, you either grew up with it or you just discovered it, but then realized, oh my gosh, there's like seasons and seasons more of, of content uh, that we can get to. We're going to watch a bunch of clips. We have uh, the original voice actors behind, again, Yakko, Wacko, Dot, um, and Pinky and the Brain, in addition to Hello, you know, they did Hello Nurse and Dr. Scratch and Stiff and uh, countless other characters characters Maurice LaMarche did um, on the show. It's funny you mentioned the musical uh, numbers, Kelly, because uh, it's hard to pin, you know, it's hard to describe in one sort of word what Animaniacs is. Um, The simple way to do it is just say it's a cartoon. You know what I mean? It's a cartoon of kids, but it is so much more than that. Um, And Jess Harnell actually gave a very beautiful um, description in the panel from this past weekend. So I want to show this quick clip um, of Jess and sort of his one sentence description of Animaniacs. And then I kind of want the panel uh, to sort of weigh in on that. So let's uh, take a look at this clip of Jess uh, from this past weekend's panel. You know, one of, one of my favorite ways to sum up Animaniacs is, is, you know, Animaniacs was originally, you know, sold to the world and to the networks as a, a kid's cartoon show. And I'm like, yeah, well, it was actually a Trojan horse disguised as a kid's cartoon show because it's a Broadway musical satire of current events masquerading as a cartoon show. And it still is, you know, in the best of ways. It's a Broadway musical show <laughs> satiring a uh, cartoon. And what's hilarious is Eric Connor, uh, who's watching on YouTube, literally asked the question here about is it in the Warner Brothers universe or is it just a parody of the Warner Brothers universe? Um, and the answer is yes, it's both, you know. Um, but they didn't realize, um, Eric's saying here, I thought it was just like some other company making fun of Warner Brothers characters, but it is indeed a parody within its own universe, uh, which is crazy. I don't know. Any reflections um, on sort of Jess's description there um, being so close to to heart for him? Well, he's he's right. I mean, it's 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 everything to everyone, right? I mean, it's a it's a variety show. It's something that transcends age levels and age groups. I mean, when we were kids, it was something that we could watch as kids, but then there'd be people that are in their thirties and forties who are enjoying it just as much. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it, yeah. the thing is, it's a show that the writers just wrote what they thought was funny and they didn't have well, an agenda of like, you know, yes, they're going to have it for kids, but they just did what they thought was funny. And, and Steven I, Spielberg gave them the freedom to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of it as a kid's show because like I said, I saw it as an adult, but I have kids and I've showed them, you know, the show and they fell in love with it. They thought it was cute. They thought the voices were great. They didn't get the jokes. And I don't <laughs> mind that. I don't want to have to teach them what those jokes are yet. <laughs> they have years for that. And that's, it's like, it's like I'm seeing it in reverse. I saw it as an adult, but I'm showing it to them as kids. One of um, my favorite episodes is Heart of Twilight. And I watched it on repeat and I loved it. And it wasn't until I was in college and read Heart of Darkness that I finally realized it was a parody of Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. And I'm sitting there in English class. I'm like, I get it even more. Like now I get the jokes behind the jokes, but it worked alone without having that frame of reference, but then it added another layer. And so you can get it as a kid or an adult. And that's what's so brilliant about the show is that there's just something for everybody. Totally. 
It's a great point, um, Kelly. Uh, just all the literary references. That's what that's what brought me in as a kid because I was a super literary nerd. I loved like Greek, like everything starting with like Greek mythology, you know. And they parodied that to like you know what I mean. Again, like famous literature, like Edgar Allan Poe. Boom, they parodied that, you know. Um, and really just worked their way. Sure, there was a lot of pop culture references, um, but there really was a lot of like literary stuff uh, as well. Malcolm, do you have a particular? Did, did you watch? straight through like as a kid or did you discover it a little bit later um well, in terms of the uh, originals going at, at that age with it going on at that time my i was everywhere i was, may have been like what six seven in the 90s sure sure you know whatever so it was six in the 90s oh my god <laughs> <laughs> just jumping back and forth between all the different shows but it was a staple in our house that we watched Animaniacs, and again, like like Seth said, the jokes at that age went over my head. But now I go <laughs> back, I'm like, uh, <laughs> but but when you look at it, it's like Animaniacs was Deadpool before we really saw Deadpool the live action. <laughs> <laughs> really I was actually great. gonna make that same reference too. <laughs> <laughs> they, Me too. It. <laughs> they really funny. broke down the fourth wall, even though Deadpool had been created. Yeah, that's a good that point. Time. Uh, but if visually on screen, that was like the beginning of the whole visual breaking the fourth wall. So now you got both of them going on the same time. It's pretty cool. It really was a family thing. I remember uh, I have two sisters and a brother and it was our after school thing. Nathan, was it was it similar for you? Did you like remember sitting down with Joey, like watching yeah, I, it after school? Like a, I, I remember, think it was like three or four o'clock or something. Yeah, I remember like <laughs> rushing home from school to watch these like episodes and not always knowing whether it would be a new episode, especially like yeah. after the first season. <laughs> it'd be like, oh, this is a rerun, you know, <laughs> it would be hard to find the new episodes. But I just remember like also just learning so much from the show too, just all the yeah. songs and just learning the uh, states and capitals. Uh, oh, even so years later where uh, like I'm in middle school and I'm like, oh, I know all these now, like at least mm -hmm. enough to pass the test that I can <laughs> sing the song in my head a little bit. And just, yeah, that got me an A easily. That, and uh, That helped me just the other day. I was, I was really? in a trivia contest with my friends and it was like at the, the state capitals with five letters in it. So I literally I was like, okay, give me, just give me a moment. And I started singing Wacko's America in my yes. head until we got it. And I was like, I got it, Dover. <laughs> Next one. I'm a, um, I've, I've auditioned for Jeopardy twice. And um, Ooh, so cool. it, it's helped me out some, but I remember watching an episode of Jeopardy and one of the questions a, a contestant said was, what is Nabibia? And I was like, that's not right. And my mom's like, yeah, they, they said it was, you know, they, they said it was right. And I'm like, that's not right. And um, so they came back after the commercial and they said, oh, you mispronounced it is what is Namibia. And I knew that from the Nations of the World song because, again, I'd memorized the song. So yeah. um, I would have gotten it on Jeopardy. But. <laughs> and I learned how to burp the classics uh, from Wacko. So that was my uh, thing. Um, the, the, I, love, I love all the fans. This is great. This happened uh, on the weekend as well during the panel. Anyone who's watching on YouTube, we had like all of the Animaniacs YouTube fan groups come and just like troll and spam the chat with calls for Romy the character Roman numeral um, with Pinky and the brain creation, um, just shouting out, please shout out Romy, please shout out Romy, we love Romy. Um, because we were talking about our favorite characters that we haven't seen yet in the reboot. We, we talked a ton on the weekend. If you haven't seen the whole panel, go back and rewatch it. It's in our video section. Tonight's more about like nerding out and just kind of reliving some of the best moments. But one of my favorite moments from the panel was when we asked them, a fan asked them like, what other characters from the series besides the three Warners and Pinky and the Brain would you like to see 
return. So let's look a, a little bit clip like that. And then I encourage uh, everyone on the panel, think about what characters you want to see come back because that's what we're going to uh, come back with. So, But uh, here are um, the actors themselves talking about the return of specific characters from the original series. Take a look. Homecoming. I know. I know. We get Ralph. The no. <laughs> 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 I love Michael Angelo again. I'm just kidding. I love him. I like Miss Columbia. I like Miss Columbia. I think that she was. She don't like naked people. People haven't seen that. We literally like to paint naked people. Yeah. Well, Hello Nurse is not going to come back. I don't think. What's Hello, nurses. No, I don't think so. And I understand, like Trust said earlier, things, times have changed. Things have yeah. changed. Yeah. That's what makes, in my view, the success of the show. Uh, that's a very tenuous line for Wellesley and Gabe and their crew to walk. How do we make this thing hip, not condescend in the tradition of the original show, to take the genius that Tom and his crew put into it, uh, fresh it up, Still make it edgy, but not offensive. It's a very tough line, which they It's not all wokey-wokey either. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. not be patronizing, pandering, and I, it's pretty ballsy. Or condescending, Rob? You know what condescending means, don't you? Sorry, trust condescending. That means I'm talked down to. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, but you know what? Maybe the end game, maybe the end game for the guys, because, you know, it's like as great as those characters all were, maybe their vision of Animaniacs is to have it go for several more seasons, and as those seasons develop, more to that but that's we just as you say rob we don't write them we don't draw them we just act them and you know it's up to the powers that be but those would be fun ones to bring back sure. Sure. but you can bet that the people the powers that be and i i think tress even touched on this earlier part of the reason uh, that i finally believe is true that the show is back is because we've kind of been out there all you know chumming the waters mm. and Remember, the folks in charge now are your age, Mike, and so they're used to having social media, paying attention to metrics that Mo uh, referenced earlier. So they pay attention. And if, if you got a, a couple hundred thousand people saying, we love this particular character, it, it is noticed. It totally is. There's one more character I, I really hope comes back. Oh, yeah. my PT pajamas. I loved him so. <laughs> Give me the bird. I'm the, uh, I, I the Where the hell else are you going to hear a Richard Burton impression? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Richard Hill. Yeah. Exactly. It's too bad because a lot of those prototypes, you know, are. Are, uh, people don't know who they are anymore. Exactly, which is what's great because then they become new again. Your voices, yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you don't 
All right, we've got a bunch of uh, folks weighing in already. There are a lot of votes for Slappy. Uh, Christy Tentel says Slappy. Galactic Squid says Slappy. Sweet Engineer Strawberry, Slappy. Uh, Ryan Ross says, I'm a Slappy stan. Um, who else said Slappy? Council of Doom, Slappy, of course. Miley Rodriguez, Slappy. Percy Aguilar, it's, it's all going Slappy uh, out there. So besides Slappy, unless you really want to go Slappy, let's go around the room. Characters... You would love to see return. They don't have to be voiced uh, by the four that were on the panel, uh, obviously, but just characters from the original series you'd love to have back. Jazz, who you got? Good Feathers. Yeah, Good Feathers. I like it. Joey? The Good Feathers. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> nice. That's who I want to see back. Uh, and, of course, Slappy. They haven't even reached out to Sherry Stoner, though. She wants to work on the show. She yeah, wants crazy. to work on the show. She wrote for the show, she, the original. She voiced Slappy Squirrel. They never called her. So that's crazy. They, she's waiting by the phone, folks. She's, she won't be in season two, but maybe season three. We can. <laughs> yeah, they could be saving it. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're playing the long game with us. Nathan, um, Slappy Good Feathers. Are you in hey, the Pippo? No, I'm a- <laughs> hey, yeah, right. <laughs> chicken Boo. No. Uh, oh man, yes, Chicken Boo. More Chicken Boo. <laughs> I love Chicken. Yeah, I love Chicken Boo. Oh man, um, Skippy. Get bring Skippy back. I want an. Yeah, I want an Slappy, old Skippy. Skippy. Uh, Nate Ruger. Uh, <laughs> Yes, Tom Ruger had a brilliant idea, which uh, which I I love. Uh, he he would love to see uh, Slappy dealing with a Slappy squirrel. Uh, I'm sorry, a Skippy squirrel living in his basement who won't move out, and she's just <laughs> dealing with this like this thirty year old yeah. man child, <laughs> squirrel child, man child, whatever, uh, who won't leave, and that's aggravating her. I think that would be great too. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Oh, if you're going to bring in somebody new, though, I would do Buttons and Mindy and have Mindy be like a tween. Oh, um, kind of go through the uh, give her like, the group her like 11 years old and be <laughs> yeah. super obnoxious. Oh, like an Elmira she's... Duff or something. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That'd yeah. be amazing. Well, and they they speak they spoke to it a little bit about brain. I think uh, Maurice brings it up at one point that he seemed meaner when they were bringing him back, and he's like, "I don't get it." And then he was like, "Oh no, no!" Like he's been trying to take over the world this entire time, and so it's just gotten to him. So I do like that idea of like, yeah, where are these characters? Let's not acknowledge the time gap or the time jump here. You know, what I mean, where are these characters so many years later? Kelly, who would you uh, bring back from the original series? I love the Good Feathers. Yeah, yeah, and you did said that right beforehand too. Um, Malcolm, definitely good feathers. Yeah, so that's a lot of votes for good feathers and slappy. We already have again. You got you, Maurice is already involved, so you're 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 one third of the way there um, for the good feathers, uh, which which isn't bad. You know what I missed more than anything, and I think it was one of the first bits in my comedic career that I was like, "This is genius! It's so simple, so smart." Was good idea, bad idea? Do you guys remember a good idea? <laughs> yeah. I thought I would t- I would forgot about that. take those to school and like say them out loud like they were like funny jokes and they were gonna like still play without the visual of what was his name Mister like skeleton Skullhead. or Mister Skullhead. Skullhead Skullhead Oh my gosh, oh uh, that that was was so good so good during so good. the uh, during the pandemic especially during like March and April when everything was locked down every day was the same so literally my kids and I would be like what are we gonna do tonight. And it'd be like the same thing we do every night, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stay home and not get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Connor said Mindy can be uh, like a YouTuber cam girl. 
and be like, subscribe, okay, love you, bye-bye now. Uh, I like it, I like it. Joey, you mentioned about season two. Um, Nathan Kelly, maybe you can weigh in as well. Uh, Counselor Doom is asking any estimated date for season two. You guys said you have sort of some inside track, but is there anything sort of- scoop. Any, you can even just say a season, uh, if if you know. (laughs) Well, we we can assume this year. um, Yeah, that's, I think that's about- If I were a betting man, I'd probably say fall, 2021 yeah. probably yeah. um honestly they were i we were told originally they were planning it for this last season for earlier in the year but for some certain reasons they had you know delays and everything uh, most you know some was covid and some was you know just rewrites or reanimation of this and that um so yeah yeah i would i would hope for you know the fall of the same year i think it worked out for them i think it works out for series now with like once you <laughs> premiere a season people kind of have that clock in their head of that's when i want to tune in again to get uh see it again so um yeah i, I that, that's what i think uh that you were mentioning uh seth there the good idea bad idea and we we were told uh a while ago that there there was a segment similar Ooh. to good idea good idea bad idea that would be on the show. So maybe that that'll be, be in season, season two. two. Yeah, maybe that'll be in season two unless they just completely <laughs> cut it. <laughs> that was a while ago that we heard about that. How do you guys now, feel about... Oh, sorry, Seth. Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. Real quick. How ironclad is their deal with Hulu, given the fact that when it was originally signed, HBO Max didn't exist, and now Warner Brothers is yeah. literally trying to promote their own app? I mean, the Animaniacs <laughs> aren't going anywhere simply as long as that app exists, but what is the status of Hulu? Uh, well, we know that the con- uh, I, I would assume that the contract would be for at least two seasons, since that was the original press release yeah. was two seasons. Past that, I think there's a good chance that it could go to HBO Max. Um, uh, and there's rumors that it, Hulu is interested in a third season. They're, yes, we were. The, yeah, that's what the people working on say that they think Hulu's interested. So it's like. But there's that's still no confirmation of a Disney third. Now, so it just yeah, doesn't exactly. seem. I know, it's, it's like going yeah. on Fox Kids. Why could the Animaniacs oh, ever go on Fox well, Kids? Yeah, exactly. Well, Animaniacs does have a tendency to have a couple seasons in one place and then move someplace else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, except yeah. I don't think HBO Max is going to have the same problem as Kids WB. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it, it, also they're going to have the Tiny Toon Adventures reboot. Um, oh coming out um which i just we just found out that almost i don't think any of the voice actors from the original are coming back for that one either which is kind of disappointing so but you know i think hbo max i think they're going to start moving everything there as they there's that rumor about batman the animated series to hbo max yeah continue yeah so it's it's definitely seems like the place to be yeah you know and then of course you know what was it disney plus was going to be was even the, the rumors were that it was going to gobble up Hulu at some point too, or something? Is and it's majority owned already. Yeah, it's going to turn into the yeah the properties. the The studios themselves are going to have all their own content. You know, right. Malcolm, what were you going to say? Yeah, that's the thing with with Warner Brothers. It's uh, it's like as soon as they saw Disney making a scramble and saying we're going to take this back, we're going to take yeah. this yeah. back. Well, no need to have DC Universe anymore. They're going to phase that out, and they're going to push well, all of that stuff to HBO Max. Well, it's so like all the CW shows that went to Netflix. You know, HBO Max didn't exist when those deals yep. were made. Yeah. yeah they're going to probably pull those, too. 
We're going to get a lot of new content in fall 2021. So everyone get ready. Yeah. Great. Just stay healthy and stay alive. <laughs> oh, I know. A lot of good I know. stuff to watch. A lot of good stuff coming up. A lot of good stuff. Uh, I love this. Raven1973 said, love the show. Watched it through labor and delivery of my first child in 1995. <laughs> oh, so I got to find the remote. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So cool. Um, let's watch this final clip. Um, obviously, one of my favorite parts, and I, I'm sure all of you agree, because um, we've all studied it extensively. We've all talked to these people on our very podcast. It's just hearing the process of uh, voice actors. And I even hesitate to call them voice actors because they're actors and they're just doing They're just in a different setup. You know what I mean? Um, but it's so cool to see them just talking, 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 and then just bust into those voices. And so we did get a fan question about, you know, since they were originating these characters and creating these characters, what was it like bringing that physicality to the role and how much of the you know, what was the give and take between animator versus uh, performer? So here's our final clip uh, with the cast members uh, talking about the creation of their characters and their voices. Uh, take a look. It's really cool. Well, they always do. Yeah. They always do. I mean, when you're first learning on a, a cartoon, I, I, this might oh, be, yeah. but I, I think maybe uh, the fellows will agree, is, you know, you start off uh, uh, doing what... Uh, uh, you know, you're told and what you think the uh, you, you, the producers want and the, the writers eventually get to know you and your sensibilities and your sense of humor and your strengths and the impressions that you do and uh, your sense of humor. And so they start to write to that. And so uh, pretty soon there is uh, the line between the character and the actor yeah. is totally gone. And so um, it's always kind of a joy um, to um, know that the producers will uh, let you kind of do what you want with a, a character because it is you. Yeah, yeah. because of you. They just, they just naturally sort of grow into more and more of who you are and what you do. Trust said it very beautifully. You know? And it's like, what, what's, what's really fun is if you compare, I've noticed some things on YouTube where they have voice evolutions of things that we've been involved in individually and collectively, where they show it, where yeah. it started, where it ended up. And you're not, you're not even aware of it happening, you know, but like these little things, I mean, when you said mannerisms, I was, I was thinking, well, I guess, you know, Wacko never grew his hair long and wore pants with rhinestones on him. So he's not just like me visually, <laughs> but, little things, but little things that you do, like for instance, you know, when we started, you know, Wacko would just be talking like Wacko like this. And then once upon a time, I went, I never get to get it. And he kind of went down into this other kind of, oh, I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden, they started writing more with that kind of thing that I just threw out there. And that happens for all of us all the time. And it's a very cool thing, you know. It is. I, I have that happened. The, um, the first go around, I don't even know when it happened. There was a, a line where Yakko was deciding something. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> and now, and they get right longer. And all the time. When it, like, like Tress said, when it works and it works the way it's supposed to, and the four lucky people you see before you uh, today are, have had way more than our share of, of having it work. Mm -hmm. um, it yeah. is seamless. And then when they start, the, the writers start writing, for us, um, that's why you get something that becomes timeless because it it, it just seems utterly authentic. Um, yeah. But also in this particular circumstance, remember the kids, and I mean that respectfully, the kids <laughs> who are writing for the new episodes have a pretty clear idea of what these four characters are about. Yeah, yeah. They, 
all know Yakko, Wacko, and Dot and Pinky and the Brain. So it was fascinating to have them write stuff that was uh, from their perspective and their context and growing up and watching these characters. And they were, you know, it was fun for them to plug into, I think so, Brain, but we've <laughs> uh, heard a hundred of them. Um, and what was really interesting is the times that I would look at Mo or Tress or Jess and say, ultimately look through the glass of the writers and say, I don't know who the hell Leroy Jenkins is. And why are people making a big deal of Leroy Jenkins? So <laughs> they come out with technology that was not around the first yeah. time. <clears throat> yeah. and say, Here's why Leroy Jenkins yeah. is funny. Yeah. It was, it's incredible. That's what I mean. It goes back to how unique this whole circumstances <laughs> you just set off the chat with leroy jenkins now everyone's like shouting out, leroy leroy jenkins people want and people want roman numeral back that's all people are talking about right now is Ro romy and uh leroy jenkins oh, Romy, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 <laughs> Um, Maurice, um, you, you mentioned this before, Richard Burton. Obviously, it's it's well known that Orson Welles is the inspiration um, behind the brain. So, I mean, we're, you bring that on, and you can see it when you voice act, and it's so beautiful to see you sort of take on almost like you're doing an impression of that person that then lends itself to the voice. They must have, like, patterned some of the animation after you, my gosh, right? Well, I don't know if they did. I found myself rather doing what I I, like I began to adopt a brain face whenever I do a brain, like I brain one eyebrow and, <laughs> and just get very, you know, jowly and sallow and serious. Um, you know, the the thing that they that they may have taken from me though is what I took from Wells, because physically, brains based on Tom Minton, who uh, wrote on uh, Tiny Tunes and and um, um, uh, a couple of other shows that had Barbera with with Tom Ruger. And he looks like the brain, but I had never seen him. So I saw Orson Welles when I looked at the model sheet and did that. But Welles has a moment in the uh, Frozen Peas outtake where where he goes. They're, they're trying to they're, they're trying to figure out where 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 he went wrong and 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 came off the picture of the Frozen Peas. And he goes, "Yes, always." And I took that yes, <laughs> and there's a moment in in Jip parody uh, when big where I you know. Alex Quebec, God rest his soul, um, asks a, a brain a question three times, and by the third time, he just goes, "Yes." And they, <laughs> that's funny. Let's keep him always on the same. Yes, with three pies in front of it. So that that may be something I did that they adapted to the character. Oh, but I'm I more or less tried to look like brain. Like I get, I climb inside a brain costume. Yeah. In my, when you raise brain. your eyebrow, Mo, like, as yes. the brain. Yes, yes my friends. <laughs> Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Not <laughs> No. <laughs> it gets old. It never gets old. Oh, I love it so much. Jazz, you laughed. You giggled there with delight at the end. Um, it's so so amazing to hear the voices. Uh, do you have like a particular voice or favorite character, Jazz, that you like um, in of the of the main? I have to say it's probably brain. I wouldn't be able to tell you why. There is just something very delightful about him. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, we got a lot of fun bits being mentioned that are kind of missing from the show. And, you know, this is a fan panel. We don't have to gush over everything. Um, so I kind of want to go around at the end here and just say what 
not not that what what don't you like about the reboot, but what do you wish there was more of? Um, because there's a lot of great bits that people are shouting out, and that's what I miss. So I'll kind of kick things off. I know everyone, Joey and Nathan are like, oh, don't get us started. We have, we, have, we only have <laughs> episode two hundred and eleven. Yeah, we only have five. <laughs> we only have five minutes. We only have five minutes. Listen, I think the joy of all of the actors and, and what I learned this week was that they are so happy to return. And I know that they are putting all of their heart and passion into it. And you can definitely feel that. I think you feel that in the characters and you feel that in the voices. Obviously it's a completely different showrunner. Um, a lot of people were upset at the beginning that they didn't bring back a lot of the original creators and showrunners. Um, one of the things that I miss are like the quick variety show segues, like bits, like people are mentioning them right now. Wheel of morality. Um, the mime guy, you know, the mime guy, I said, good idea, bad idea. Uh, just the quick, like in the tower bits that would always end the episode, you know, like the really, that really kept the show punchy. Um, I thought it has kind of become a very long, like Animaniacs sketch and then a very long pinky in the brain sketch sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's like the jokes sometimes get a little played out. Um, and so I miss that sort of punchy, like, Hey, this was 30 seconds. Who cares? It's for fun. And then we see someone else. So that that's me. I don't know whoever wants to weigh in next. And what, what, what would you like to see improve or what do you miss? I, I'll have to agree. Uh, they need to bring back some of those bits. Yeah. And I think they're getting into that thing that a lot of nostalgic things do. They, Hey, we're back. Now let's show you all. We're going to try to cram all this into one. Go look at it. Look at it. Look at it. And then <laughs> look at it. You, you, you want to see some more? Look at it. And then after a while, you're like, I'm tired of it. You know, yeah, but so, it's social media buzzwords. I mean, they just try to force it down hits. on you right. rather than just just do what you did. <laughs> I mean, is that simple? Yeah. Anyone else thoughts thoughts Kelly what what do you what do you think um, should be uh, improved upon I um I think the songs um oh, yeah you know, someone just mentioned music musical parodies in the chat yeah. I was gonna yeah. Say something about that too yeah yeah they they have songs in the episodes but like y'all said the you know the the segments are long and the songs are sort of built into the segments but like nations of the world it was just sort of a standalone little thing and you know um we're a great big universe that was just kind of i think tacked at the end of an episode and i missed that and and the songs were so great and so catchy and and the, the new show has some good songs too um but uh, again they're, they're just within the, the longer episodes yeah, Percy, Percy agrees with you, Kelly, uh, in the chat right now. Jazz, you were going to say something similarly. I know you are yeah, a musician. I mean, so even, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was to say, like, musical numbers are just being fabulous. I, I remember, like, in the panel, they were talking about how the show originally was so educational, too, in a way. Because, like, we were talking about the, the yeah. state capitals and whatnot. And just have more, I agree with Kelly, standalone, like, bits. The educational stuff, too. What you guys are saying is originality. I think that the big thing with it is it's like when a, a rock and roll band that was progressive in the 80s comes out and plays their six greatest songs. And yeah, we know, you know, the Pinking the Brain were popular and the Animaniacs are popular and they're playing the hits. But what the original show had was you never knew what was coming next. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was just predictable. And it's not a question, and I'm not demeaning your answers, but it's not the songs or it's not the plots. It's it's just the originality of the uniqueness of every Animaniacs episode. And these feel like you know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be Warner's, Pinky the Brain, Warner's, pretty much every... Like, yeah. 
there was the, the first episode where they threw like a new uh, bit at the end. I was like, what is this new animation style? <laughs> like, and my, like, I, I couldn't catch, by the time it was over, I was like, oh, I'm for, I was still just trying to figure it out. Well, yeah. And you wonder if they're being told that they're saying like our research need, shows yeah, that this yeah. is what plays. So make sure this hits. And it's that short attention span, social media mentality that I think that they're bringing to a show that was beyond that. And what they were talking about too on on the, on the full panel was that they they were bringing like new characters to kind of test a little bit. They did but hint. They did hint. Contract. Yeah, they did hint that the plan is to slowly roll those things out. But I think as fans, we're like, we're ready. We can handle. We can yeah. handle more than the original five characters. Like we got this. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's the key, though, Mike. We can. Yeah, like this that's a good new point. audience. It's a good point. We're, We're not the to, masses. The, right. the market now is let's get people who don't know Animaniacs to watch it, and then yeah. we'll hopefully smash them in the face with everything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a kid, I didn't know anything about Animaniacs, and yet within the first week, <laughs> I got introduced to the Pinky and the Brain, <laughs> the yeah. Warners segments, Good and Feathers, Good uh, Feathers, all in the you know in the first week. That first episode had fifty yeah. characters in it. You the know, first episode was just like laying out like in the Monkey Song. They're yeah. just quickly doing like essentially a montage of all the different characters that you're going to see in this season. And yeah. you kind of have that mystery and excitement of who's that guy? Who's that guy? You know, and, and not knowing anything about them. Uh, I, I just, but that variety aspect I think is definitely is missing as much as the, I know Gabe Zwar and uh, Wellesley Wild and everything said that they, the thing they were looking forward to the most in this uh, reboot was the promise of doing a variety show. I'm not necessarily sure they, they liked the concept of doing animaniacs, but they liked the concept of doing a variety show. Um, and yeah. the, the, the show hasn't really been a variety show in a lot of ways. I think it's been self-referential. Uh, I, 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 I kind of got, <laughs> Super I don't want to go off into a monologue, but I'll, <laughs> and we'll have a whole episode, I'm sure, talking yeah. about things we'll yeah. love to we'll, see in season two. On Joey, our this is a, Joey, this is a perfect segue. Finish your thought, and then say where people can hear more oh, okay. about. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah. this thought about it. Um, but I think I think above all, the thing that I'm 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 missing, and I'd love to see more in season two, is the, the heart. Really, the because the show, the, this current season as edgy as it feels and stuff, sometimes it just feels kind of mean. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say other than characters just kind of gross. Seem, yeah, <laughs> mean and gross. <laughs> and I just right. kind of miss that kind of innocence kind of thing that, that the original right. had, even though, it, you know, because yes, it did have little double entendres every now and then that the adults got, but it was also, you know, the characters were cute and, you know, they were they were just kids making fun of the adults in the room you know yeah. and that's kind of what i kind of miss in the the new season it's not as much that it's uh it's it's something different and some people love it and like the people in the in the audience were saying it's it's helped introduce them some some people are finding out about animaniacs for the first time totally. which i always love i love when people discover a new property and then they deep dive into the the other stuff too because there's so much great content out there so cool. I'm looking forward to whatever they got going on. Yeah, um, and hopefully see it on season two. 
Um, And unfortunately, my gosh, we could talk about this all night, everybody. Um, And totally, we're out of time. Um, Some quick things from from the chat. Uh, People, again, yeah, at the little segments with scratch and sniff, like moments like that. Uh, More musical numbers, a new verse of Yakko's world, perhaps. Uh, We talked about the Wheel of Morality, obviously. Um, Yeah, just more of those quick, fun variety moments. More musical, more musical parodies. Also, Joseph Bradley loves your N64 controller, Malcolm. So there's a shout out there. Um, (laughs) Let's go quickly around the room. This is my favorite thing. Oh my gosh, your story, Joey, Nathan, and Kelly, is what uh, Comic-Con is all about. It's what nerddom is all about. It's finding people through various nerd spots like your Twitter and then creating this cool content. And then that's what these rewatches are all about as well. And we can't do them physically right now, but even just hanging out um, in a Zoom call with y'all and all the fans that are watching in the chat has been super fun. So, uh, Joey, tell everybody, where can we find more of Animania Cast? Well, the Animania Cast is on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're also a member of the Retro Zap uh, podcast network. So you can find our all of our archives over at animaniacast.com. And that takes you over to Retro Zap and you can see all of our previous episodes. We're on any, every, any and every podcast player. Just look us up. And uh, we're also doing our Patreon. So if you're interested in learning about the show with the creator of the show, um, go to patreon.com slash animaniacast and check it out there. Well, I think you've got a bunch of new fans already in the chat that are going to be hopping over there. So thank you, Joey. I see thank some, you. I see some names I recognize. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> Everybody's profile picture is a character from Animaniac. So we've got some fans out there. I also have Bender. I have Osmosis Jones. So we got all the characters being covered right now. Um, thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Kelly, uh, for being here as well. Seth, tell everybody about the Hall of Justice podcast. Uh, Hall of Justice podcast. We've been around since 2015. Uh, if you're old enough to know what the Hall of Justice is, you're our demographic. <laughs> Uh, we have a great show uh, this week uh, where the Hall of Justice is airbnb the Batcave. <laughs> We've got Batman stories, including the uh, awful ratings for Batwoman, uh, the Michael Keaton rumors, the Batman the Animated Series rumors. We've got nice. so many things, plus the new animated feature, Soul of the Dragon. So it's all coming up on the Hall of Justice this week, and you can find it. If you can find Animanacast, trust me, you can find the Hall of Justice. <laughs> Everyone's frantically searching. That's so cool. Um, and Malcolm, uh, tell everyone where we can find more episodes of Fandoms Anonymous. First of all, Seth, I love to appear on the Hall of Justice. I just want to put that out. You're in. You're in. Don't <laughs> worry. I have so much to bash Wonder Woman about. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that well, was, that's another that, 45 minutes. That was a that's fun one. <laughs> Whoa. We don't have time now. <laughs> but you can catch me at the local Walmart in the electronic section where we film our show. I'm just playing. We <laughs> right here in this room, you can find us all over social media. not very media. anonymous. That's Fandoms Anonymous. We're here. <laughs> yeah, people always say it is. Not anonymous. <laughs> so, yeah, you can catch us. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and catch us on Facebook. We nights. We're starting to stream some Fortnite. So me and my Ooh. trusty Dusty. Oh, right Mario on, man. I like it. I like it. Fortnite in. Very cool. Well, thanks for joining us again, Malcolm. Um, Jazz, thanks for being here. Um, it's so good to have you. Um, Jazz is our uh, director of social media. So anytime you see a post or you're interacting and you get a reply from at Wizard World, you're usually talking to Jazz. So Jazz, we appreciate you coming in and out uh, with us. And my name is Mike G. I'm the uh, moderator, director of programming here. If you ever have an idea uh, for uh, a fun panel, we do a lot of these rewatches, but then we also just have fun nerd panels about whatever topic you want. Uh, we're partnering currently with the Legend of the Traveling Tardis on Tuesday night. 
nights uh, for all things Doctor Who. So check that out. Um, but any you know time you want to come on, just reach out to us and uh, you'll be in touch with me. Um, a lot of thank yous from the crowd. The Council of Doom says this was so much fun. Thank you guys for this experience. A uh, ton of thank yous. So shout out to everyone watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, we have some amazing panels coming up um, this weekend. We have from SNL and Night at the Roxbury, Chris Kattan uh, tomorrow night. I said this a little bit out of order. Tala Ash from Legends of Tomorrow will be joining us for a uh, just an interview with her this past weekend. We're going to be airing that. Um, so check that out. Then we've got cast members from uh, Stargate SG-1 and Atlantis on the 30th. Dolph Lundgren, uh, 80s action star. And then Lark Voorhees and Morgan Fairchild joining us the first week in February. So we've got nerddoms uh, and, uh, that <laughs> cover all the spectrum and all the bases. So continue to follow us at Wizard World on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, shout out to Jerry Milani, who's been running the stream in the background. We love Jerry. Um, this has been Wizard World Rewatch Wednesdays, Animaniacs, the panel. Um, don't forget, they will be doing their live video chats this week. So head to Wizard World Vault and wizardworldvirtual.com to purchase those live video chats. You can even do a dual live chat with Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche. So my gosh, is that worth it? We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Bye.